Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our Provoke the Pastor series, in which congregation members of Heritage Bible Church submit questions to Pastor Jim. Please follow along as our pastor exercises the sufficiency of Scripture to answer various questions in today's slice of this week's message entitled, More Pastoral Popery. Now, the fact of the rapture is very clear. The most famous passage is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. Paul had visited Thessalonica. He'd founded the church there. He had heard questions from them about, well, what about, um, you know, Uncle Phineas, he, he died believing in Christ. You know, where does he stand in the, in the plan of God? A question was something like that, and he writes, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, Christians who've died, so that you will not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with Him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Okay, the dead in Christ are not forgotten. I have a plan for that. That's the essence of what he is saying there. Now, I want to acknowledge a couple of things. One is that there are people who believe the gospel exactly as we do, who are on their way to heaven, who change their method of interpretation when they get to prophetic portions of Scripture. And uh, there's some preachers that I, that I love, one that has a particularly charming Scottish accent who I've listened to on this passage, and he can say in the most charming, disarming, friendly, honorable way that it doesn't, that it doesn't mean what it says. So they said, I, I, don't, I don't know where people get this idea of this, of this secret rapture. And I want to say, secret? A shout? The voice of the archangel and the trumpet? That's not going to be a secret? And countless people vanishing in an instant? That's not going to be a secret. But they have their ways of getting around what some passages say. It doesn't mean that they're not quite good on many other things. Now, to answer this question, you will find a three-sermon section on this in our series in 1 Thessalonians. It's been a while since we were there uh, from the pulpit, but it's in the sermon library section on our website, and I commend it to you. I'm going to give you a much abbreviated um, elaboration now. The important concept to grasp here from that passage which I just read is what we call the doctrine of imminence. 
It is implied or required actually by those words, we who are alive and remain. Do you understand Paul could not have said that in the first person present tense unless that could have happened during his life? So it was imminent. It, it could have happened at, at any moment. Did Paul know that there were going to be close to 2,000 years or at least 2,000 years until it happened? No, he couldn't possibly have known that. But this is more important than many Christians realize. I have a newsflash for you. The world is in a mess. I have a follow-up. It's getting worse. We can see things in our generation that are unprecedented. I remember my parents who, who, who weren't even believers thinking that, you know, it, it can't get any worse. And it has. And people my age, now we've become our parents. And we're saying it can't get any worse. And it keeps getting worse. And it's going to keep getting worse until in the providence of God, it is all worked out exactly according to His plan. But understand, as we think about the big picture of prophecy, we have seen things in our generation that are also unprecedented in the direction of helping us understand how some of those things in the end times could happen. A great big one happened the, the year before I joined the population of this planet. Israel became a nation again. That's huge. I, I, I really wonder how people of our theological ilk preached about end times things when there was no temple, not even a chance of a temple. We don't, still don't have a temple, but th- there was no Israel in the land. H- how would they have done it? Well, we can see now, wow, somebody's moving these pieces to get them in order to make all this work out. One of my favorites is looking through uh, Revelation chapter uh, 11 and the, the two witnesses. When I was a brand new Christian and I first read that, you know, those are the two guys that get to prophesy in Israel. Every preacher is going to want to apply for the job because if anybody argues with you, you can breathe fire on them and incinerate them on the spot. Um, They're invincible until their ministry is over and then God allows them to be killed. When I was a brand new Christian and I read that and I read that people of the tribes and tongues and peoples and nations are going to look at their dead bodies in Jerusalem... I figured, well, I guess, you know, Jerusalem, it's, it's a place that people want to go and there will be people from all over the world who will see them. A decade or two later, I can say, aha, satellite television, the whole world literally can look at their dead bodies for three and a half days. Who knows how many more things like that may come to pass, but understand This is a crucial point. Events going on in our world today are not the fulfillment of specific biblical prophecies because there's not one single prophesied event that has to happen before the rapture of the church, or it wouldn't be imminent. If there had to be something else that happened, Paul would have said, be on the alert for this thing, and after that, the rapture. No, he just said, we who are alive and remain will be, will be taken away. So 
there are lots of people today, um, primarily on pseudo-Christian television, who love to talk about the signs of the times as if, or the, the, the fulfillment of prophecy in our age. And they're wrong. Now, I like to say we're setting the table. That's true. Um, are, are nations coming and going and being changed and spheres of influence changing and the, and the pieces on the chessboard moving around? Sure they are. Um, can we probably after this or going through this pandemic, we can see how a, a scenario might occur that somebody could actually take control of the whole world's politics way more than we could a year ago. When have you ever seen this many nations agree on how to do stupid things in harmony with each other? Um, it, it, and people will be fooled. So uh, we're, we're setting the table. But understand, the doctrine of imminence means there is not one prophetic event that has to happen prior to the rapture. It could happen at any moment. So that's one piece of evidence for the pre-tribulation rapture. Let me show you another passage just, just because, well, we always do. And when we talk about this, 1 Corinthians 15, 51 or 52, same apostle, similar question, different church, slightly different situation. This is about the resurrection. And he says this, behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. Again, he could not word it that way. He couldn't say we unless it was possible in that time. None of the events of the day of the Lord have happened yet. This is what touches it all off. They all follow the rapture. Now, there's one more passage I might mention to you that is often overlooked when speaking about the rapture. It comes from the words of Jesus with uh, the apostles around uh, the table after He instituted the Lord's Supper the night before He went to the cross. Famous words in John chapter 14, verses 2 and 3. Jesus says, "'In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you.'" Now, that's absolutely, stupendously wonderful. He's getting ready for us to come. All right, read on. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Now, often people see the words, I will come again, and they immediately jump to, the second coming. Well, okay, yeah, He's coming again. Yes, He promised He's coming again. But He says, I will come again and receive you to Myself. So as I said, when I spent three detailed sermons on this, uh, how the rapture and the rest of the prophecy, rest of prophecy uh, fits together, the Bible teaches there's going to be a time that Jesus is going to take away His people from the world. There's more about that in 1 Thessalonians 5. There's more about that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I commend those sermons to you as well, and you can muck through all that we did in the whole book of Revelation on Wednesday nights a couple of years ago if you would like to. It's all out there for you. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.